Good morning, black people. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I wanted to uh, come in and say hello to you. And I'm not going to be here long this morning because I, I just uh, I just talk about, you know, each day. If you want to know where I get the topics from my podcast, they literally come from God. You know, God gives them to me while I'm sleeping. And then the next day it just comes out and I just say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking about. And this is what we can learn today. And so I want to say hello to everybody. Shout out the city that you're from. Let me know. Um, well, also, you can shout out the name of your business if you have a black owned business. Uh, also put a hashtag B1 in the chat. Hashtag B1 is our calling card. That means that we are black first. We put our community at the top of the priority list. Some of you were here last night where we had the Dr. Boyce Book Club, where we are reading uh, Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. We are going through this book, this powerful book, word for word, syllable by syllable, paragraph by paragraph, so that all of us, so that thousands, millions of us can understand what happened in America so we can understand why America needs to go ahead and write that check for reparations. Reparations needs to become a national issue. That's what we discussed last night. Uh, if you haven't joined the book club yet and you'd like to learn more about it, ju just go to boycewalkins.com and you can find the uh, the book club information there. All right. So uh, let me, um, let me, I want to talk to you guys about something. Like how many of you, give me a yes or no in the chat. Hey, my name is Corey. How you doing? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you got kids. Uh, give me a yes or no. Uh, how many of y'all got kids? Uh, I want to know how many how many parents we have in the building. Uh, give me a yes in the chat if you have children. Uh, get, feel free to put the names of your kids, how, how old they are, uh, how many, you know, things like that. Uh, hey, Ty Thomas and Dorian Davis and Clint Taylor and uh, Gamisi James. How are you? All right. So I see some yeses. I see some no's and things like that. All right. So let me talk. Let me talk about kids for a minute. Uh, how many of you have kids that don't know how to listen? How many of y'all have kids that uh, where, where everything you say goes in one ear and out the other, and they just, you know, you, it just it frustrates the hell out of you. You know, clean your room, and then they literally, you say clean your room eight times, and they still, like, don't move when you say it, or they act like they didn't hear it, or whatever, right? Or you're talking, and they act like it's like a broken record, and they don't want to hear none of that. Uh, well, you, you, and, you and I have the same children, by the way, uh, in case you don't know. We have the same damn kids. And that's just what it is. That's 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 life, I guess. Well, well, here's here's the thing. Here's what I want to kind of um, uh, talk to you guys about today. This came to to my brain, uh, and uh, and and I have I have kids myself, and uh, I have I have, I have bio a biological child. I have uh, I have adopted kids. I have uh, I'm a bonus dad. I get the pleasure of being a bonus dad to some wonderful children. One's in college, one's in high school, the other's in middle school, and all of them think they've grown, and. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, my kids, you know, my kids, they, they, they think I'm T.D. Jakes. They think I'm T.D. Jakes. And the reason they think I'm T.D. Jakes is because I ain't going to lie. I'm always preaching. I'm always preaching. They, they think I'm T.D. Jakes because I'm always preaching. And, uh, and why am I always preaching? Well, because I'm, you know, I'm a teacher at heart. And I believe that we owe it to our kids to tell them about the future, even if they ain't listening, even if they're pocketing the information somewhere in their subconscious and they're not going to use it for another 15 years. Even if they act like they didn't hear a word that I said, I'm always preaching. I'm going to be up in there like, well, if Jesus said on the mountaintop, right? I'm giving parables, I'm telling stories, I'm breaking it down, I'm giving the real deal, everything, right? And uh, in fact, one of my favorite uh, quotes I use with my kids in the morning is, uh, or every day, actually, all the time, anytime they do something silly, I just pleasantly say, preparation is the key to success. Well, mom, I forgot my shoes. Oh, my God. Preparation is the key to success. Uh, I, I didn't eat before we left. I don't... Preparation is the key to success. I, I, it's cold outside. I didn't bring my jacket. Uh, 
Preparation is the key to success. And, and so if you ask my kids, if you go to them and you say, say, what's baby, what's Boyce's favorite phrase? What's his favorite? What's the favorite thing he says all the time that, that you don't that, that you don't want that you hate hearing? This is that's a little tater. That's, that's my baby right there. Uh, and, uh, and that's my other my big baby, my wife. And that's my, my daughter, T- Taylor. I call her Tater or Tay Tay. Those are her nicknames. Uh, and and, uh, and, and if, they, if you ask them, if you say, well, what was Boyce's favorite little phrase? They'll say preparation is the key to success. And, and now why, why do I do that? Well, because I want them to be ready for the future. I want them to be prepared for the future. Give me a yes in the chat. Give me an amen if you understand what I'm saying, if you get what I'm saying, if this makes sense to you. And, uh, and so let me show you all a little video I saw this morning. Y'all know me. I'm a weirdo. I, oh, I overthink things. I think on a different level sometimes. So I, I see I see things other people may not see. So I'm going to show you this, really, this video that's going to appear to be funny. It's really funny. It's, it's funny as hell. But it, it, but it, it reminded me of what happens when we don't prepare our kids for the future. So let me show you all this video. If you're on my Instagram, you probably saw it. If, you, if you're on my Instagram, you probably own it. You probably see stuff I post right away. But I posted on Instagram this morning and I said, let me just do a little podcast about this real quick. Hit, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, also, uh, by the way, if you want to get a Black Wealth calendar for 2022, just go to boycewalkins.com and, uh, and, and you can see the link for the Black Wealth calendar. That's another way to repeat wealth principles to your kids. So feel free to go to boycewalkins.com and take a look. All right, so check out this video and I'm going to play it and then I'm going to explain what I saw when I saw this video. So here's the video. My family slip on icy stairs. Okay. All right. So, so some of y'all might've read the caption or not read the caption, but if you look at that video, right, what are you seeing in that video? You know, the, the, y'all know me. This is how I teach. I like to teach with real life. I, 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 I do this with my kids too, because there's a lesson in everything. God, God gave you a university. He gave you a whole university in front of you. Some of y'all just don't get the lesson. Some, some of us don't get the assignment. We don't, we don't understand the assignment. We don't understand that everything you need to know about how to be ready for the future is all around you. It's just a lot of people, a lot of our people are not trained to listen. We're just not trained to listen because we, because nobody else is listening. Everybody else is making the same mistake over and over again. So we think that that's what you're supposed to do. So the lesson, so, so here's the deal. When I saw that video, I said, you know, this reminds me of a lot of our families and generational curses. This reminds me of, 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 of what happens in a lot of our families where you have the children making the same mistake as the parents who made the same mistake as the grandparents. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I know the video is funny and you can laugh about it, right? It is funny, right? And from a more practical standpoint, just from a basic perspective, the father should have put the ice down on the steps to make sure his family ain't slipping and falling down the steps because somebody really could have got hurt, right? All right. So but fortunately, nobody did. I, I don't think anybody did. So it becomes funny at that point, right? But it could become serious because you're talking about serious back injuries, head injuries, all that. So the daddy should have paved the way to make sure everybody was safe which to some extent, even that, even that little basic point is a reflection of what happens in some of our families. When daddy ain't there and daddy ain't doing his job and daddy ain't, is not a strategic thinker. Nobody trained daddy on how to, how to think, how to prepare, how to protect, how to provide, how to do all the things a man's supposed to do. Nobody trained daddy on how to be a man. Cause y'all know what I'm talking about. You got a lot of 45 year old teenagers out here. 
You got a lot of grown men who, who operate as in a little boy on a little boy vibration. Give me a yes if you're in the chat if you know what I'm talking about. If you know any of these man children, give me a yes because they're promoted all over hip hop. If you look at so a lot of the hip hop music now, they promote a lot of man children, 40 year old men acting like they're 17 years old. Right. Like, oh, man, F them hoes. Uh, I don't care about none of these baby mamas. They raggedy. You raggedy hoes. Those are not those are not raggedy hoes, man. Those are the mothers of your children. Like they are the defenders and protectors of your offspring. And they have to be the primary protectors because your raggedy ass is off searching for more vagina instead of spending time with your kids. Future, right? Future. <laughs> so, you know, like, seriously, I mean, you, 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 you think it's all about running around chasing orgasms, and your little kids are growing up looking at you like, like about seven, eight years old. They start figuring out, man, daddy ain't shit. Daddy ain't nothing. Daddy's a loser. Daddy ain't nothing. He thinks he's the coolest thing in the world. He thinks he's gonna be young forever. And one day, daddy's gonna be old and gray and wrinkled and reflecting on his life. And he's going to be the old guy in the nursing home that nobody comes to visit because he's ruined everybody's life. So tell me, give me a yes or no if you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I don't know people don't people get uncomfortable with these conversations. They don't like it because I I don't know anywhere else on the internet where anybody really talks like this on a consistent basis. I, I don't I don't see it. And I think the reason I talk in a weird way is because I I detach myself from all that nonsense. But then again, I'm a grown man. I'm 50 years old, so I, I, I'm able to think in a different space, right? So so I my goal, my job, my assignment. I understand my assignment. My assignment is to give you a message that's a little bit different from what everybody else is saying. So so, but when you see this stuff, when you see uh, ridiculous baby mama, baby daddy drama, or you see a grown ass man getting on Instagram, flex flexing and attacking the mother of his kids in public. Like a damn child, that is childish behavior. But that is a generational curse. That is destructive. That I mean, the 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 people that get harmed the most when you keep acting like a damn asshole are the children. The children are the ones who are going to pay the price. Your kids are going to be repeating the same damn generational curses when they get about 24, 25 years old. And they learn how to use Instagram. They're going to be on Instagram talking smack about their baby mama just because they just like their daddy did. That's what that's what people do. So ultimately, when I see that video, you know, of the 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 one the, the father slips and falls down the steps, then the mother slipping and falling down the steps, and then the daughter slipping and falling down the steps, I'm seeing um, a, a a a a systematic process by which no one's taking responsibility to say it is my job to help break some of these generational curses by making sure that I teach the youth don't do what I did. You know, let me let me show you all the video again. Some of y'all who just came in may not have seen the video. Let me show the video so you can understand the lesson for today, the conversation for today. I'm not in any way telling you what to do. I'm just offering you know, thoughts with a grain of salt. If you could take one second, please, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Also tonight at 8 p.m., the Black Wealth Boot Camp begins. It is a six-week intensive deep dive training on all aspects of how people make money, where wealth comes from, how to break economic generational curses, and uh, how to get off the corporate plantation forever. So if you're interested, go to boycewalkins.com. The link to the boot camp is right there. We start tonight at 8 p.m. We will meet every week for six weeks, and you have a lifetime membership. The fee's about $5.99, uh, but it's for life. So it's literally like, so literally it's about one 1,000, but probably the cost 
you spend going to college, but it'll give you 10 times more and there's a money back guarantee. So feel free to go take a look and it's a lifetime membership for you and your family. So feel free to go to boyswalkins.com to take a look. So let me show you guys this video. I'm going to show it again and then I'm going to break down some more of these generational curses that you want to think about because you're, you're the fact that you're here means you're operating on a different frequency. And I want to, as a professor, kind of give you some tools to kind of use that you can apply. So they'll, they'll help your family do better than uh, some of the other families that might be around you. So here we go. Here's, here's the video. Watch my family slip on icy stairs. Okay, so in case you just came in, uh, that that was a video that I saw on Instagram. I posted on my Instagram. My Instagram is the Real Boys Watkins. It's hard to find though. I think I've been shadow banned. I don't know if it's easy to find my Instagram, but you can also follow Financial Juneteenth if you can't find the main Instagram. Financial Juneteenth is another Instagram page we have as a backup because you have to have backups because when you're too black and you're speaking something positive they shadow ban you. If I was on there speaking to ignorant stuff, they, they would probably promote me. They put me in, in most liked and suggested pages. But literally, I think I'm shadow banned because a lot of people have had trouble finding my Instagram. But if you uh, search for Financial Juneteenth, that's another Instagram page that I have. So feel free to go check that out. All right. So let me talk about generational curses more specifically in terms of things that happen when you don't warn the youth about what's ahead. If you saw in that slipper in that video about the ice, you saw a family where literally the same mistake was being made over and over again because nobody prepared for the future. Like nobody went back, like you know, and and, and picked up the cell phone and said, "Hey, babe, don't step on the steps because if you do, it's it's gonna it's gonna be hell to pay." <laughs> like nobody said, "Oh, wait, 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 don't stop, 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 stop." Let me let me put some ice on the stairs because if you do what I did, if you do what I did, then it's 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 gonna be painful for you. Right. In a lot of our families, that's what happens because everybody is so scared to be a teacher. Everybody's so scared to, um, you know, to say, hey, man, what are we what's what's going on? I mean, seriously, Whitney Houston dies from a drug overdose. Whitney Houston dies from a drug overdose and nobody like there's no conversation online at all about what drugs have done to the black community. No conversation at all. All the conversations are, oh my God, this is terrible. Oh my God, prayers up everybody. Oh, the record, the record label, the record label must have killed her because you know they wanted her money. That's what white people do. Like what, no conversation to say, maybe as black people, we need to get all that shit out of our community forever. Right? There's no conversation about that. No, seriously, no, no discussion about how do we prevent this from happening in the future? How do we stop the next Whitney Houston from occurring? Like there's, there is no discussion. It's like, it's like, let's go and start wilding out again. Drugs, drugs are okay. I mean, it's, it's all right. You know, we can still keep letting hip hop music, let Spotify and Apple music continuously push artists that are going to promote drug addiction to, to young black people so we can make sure the next generation dies young too, right? So, so as a result, 200 rappers died in 2020, 200 rappers died. A lot of them from drug overdoses, and that don't count all the kids in the hood that are popping Molly Percocets because Future put it in a goddamn song. That's marketing, man. 
they're marketing death to your people and you ain't saying nothing about it. And Whitney, Whitney, when she died, she that was God's message to you. God was saying, black people, hey, black people, black, black hey, look, listen, listen up, y'all. Drugs are bad. Drugs are destroying your families. A lot of y'all in here have relatives that have been hooked on that dope. You got relatives that went to jail over drugs. You have relatives that got killed over drugs. So I don't know about y'all, but I want to ask y'all to take a vote. Let's take a vote amongst intelligent black people. I, I want to ask you to give me the authority to be the president of intelligent black people for three minutes. I need three minutes of absolute authority where I can bang my gavel and make up make a ruling for 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 the rule for the for the, the world of intelligent black people. I can't take responsibility for all the Negroes because some of them gone. Some of them some of them damn near act like white supremacists. But I need you to give me give me a yes in the chat if I have the authority for three minutes to be the president of intelligent black people because I'd like to actually pass a motion that we're going to vote and then I'm going to pass the motion and I hope it's okay. Give me a yes in the chat if I have the authority to be uh, to be, to be the president of intelligent black people. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate Melina and, and Nathaniel and Davina or Divine. I see, I see you. Okay. All right. So here's my proposal. Given that we've had so many of our people destroy their lives over drugs, given that we've had so many young people die over dope, preventable deaths, given that we've had so many millions of our people go to jail over drugs, given that we've had so many millions of our people get killed over drugs, uh, get addicted to the drugs, be negatively affected by drugs, I say that we as a general policy go out of our way to challenge anybody that is promoting a message that says drugs are okay. That means any rapper, record label that's promoting it on the radio, anybody who acts like it's not a big deal, anybody who thinks it's okay. Like, you know, um, we can call this the Whitney Houston bill. I, I propose the Whitney Houston bill that says that instead of us slipping on the ice generation after generation, instead of the the, the son thinking he want to be a dope boy just like his daddy because he want to be in the trap like his daddy because his daddy never told him the bad stuff about the trap. His daddy, he only heard his daddy listening to music that was glorifying being in the trap. Right. Never said, son, don't do what I did. Right. I propose in the Whitney Houston bill that we as a community take a very defined anti-drug disposition where we are skeptical of anything and anybody that's promoting drugs in our community. And that even includes big pharma. That even includes big pharma that is promoting oxycontin and oxycodone and oxy this and oxy that and killing millions of people with the opioid crisis. So, so do I have, is that, is that, is that, is, is that resolution passed? Give me a yes in the chat. If you think that this, uh, that this resolution makes sense, give me a yes in the chat. I need some yeses. Okay. Okay. So I'm seeing some yeses. Thank you very much. All right. So by the power invested in me by uh, black people, uh, intelligent black people around the world, I now pass this as a resolution. Uh, I'm banging my gavel now. Because I think that as a community, we have to be very intentional about stopping generational curses. Let me tell you an example. I remember hearing a story about a uh, a young guy who got 20 years in prison for dope. And the judge that sentenced him was the same judge who sentenced his father. That's called a generational curse. I know another example of a young brother. These are real stories now who died in the streets in Inglewood in Chicago slanging dope on the same corner that his father <clears throat> used to sling dope on back in the day. That is called a generational curse. Now, I'm not here to say that the father didn't ever say, son, don't do what I did or whatever. I'm not saying that didn't happen, but whatever happened, the message didn't get across clear enough. 
Maybe he didn't understand the assignment. Maybe daddy need to be a little clearer about what it was like to get, you know, 100 years in prison because the daddy was in prison at the time. Right. That's what makes it so sad. Right. And, and so the reality is that these things are happening in our communities everywhere. I know uh, examples of of young ladies who became teen mothers with two, three baby daddies by the age of 21. And their mama did the same damn thing. Maybe mama should have sat her down and said, look, sweetie, you don't want to do this. You know, I know people talk to you about this whole strong black woman. You know, I can do it by myself. I don't need no man nonsense. But but believe me, it ain't easy being a single mother. It ain't easy not pay, being able to pay the bills. It's not easy making every decision by yourself. It's not easy trying to figure it all out. It's not easy trying to do this without the help of a man. It ain't easy trying to raise all these kids and trying to be the mother and the father at the same time. This is hard as hell. Like, are you having those real conversations with your kids or are you just, I don't know, thinking that this ain't something, this is not a comfortable topic for you. <laughs> seriously, seriously. The generational curses are everywhere. Child molestation. We have little girls getting molested by their, and, and boys too, get molested in families because every generation, nobody talks about the fact that the uncle is touching all the damn kids. Well, how about you take his little, take his ass in the back and uh, you, you hit him in the head with a hammer or something, or punch him in the face, call the police, whatever you got to do. I'm not telling you to do that. Don't go hit him in the head with a hammer. Let the, let somebody else do that. But seriously, at the end of the day, you know, you got to stop these generational curses. It's like it's it's almost as if sometimes we have a commitment to generational ignorance, where because we think we're black and because blackness is supposed to mean victimhood, we consistently allow each generation to be victims just like the previous generation. Let me give you some examples of areas where generational curses exist uh, because we do not confront them. Uh, I'll give you this example after I explain this also. Do you know why I'm very anti-drugs and alcohol? Now, I told you guys about what happened to my, my daughter, Carmen, uh, on um, on New Year's Eve. She was, she was hit by a drunk driver, and uh, it was some young kid that was uh, you know, just got pissy drunk and decided to get behind the wheel. And uh, it is terrible. Our family's dealing with that right now. And it was a reiteration and a reminder to me of how I feel about alcohol. People get hurt by this stuff and, and nobody talks about this. But uh, also, do you know why I'm, I, I, I have never had any challenge when it came to uh, messing with drugs or alcohol? Do you know what? Do you know how my father taught me? This is how you break a generational curse. My father as a Vietnam veteran. Shout out to all the veterans in the room. I, a lot of y'all served in the military, and I love you for that immensely. Uh, and my father went to Vietnam. He came back from Vietnam like a lot of black men. He came back from Vietnam with a heroin addiction. And he fought through the heroin addiction, and uh, he made a different choice. I asked him, I said, how did you how did you, quit, how did you quit using heroin? A lot of people can't get away from heroin. He said, I just stopped. He said, I just realized that that's not the life I wanted. So I stopped using. And, and it was that simple. My father's a simple man in that way. And sometimes a simple answer is the right answer. Well, anyway, do you know why uh, his son, why, why I, his son, I'm not his biological son, but I am his son. Uh, do you know why I've never messed with drugs and alcohol? Because even though my father drank and even though my father had a, did have challenges with drugs, he would take me places and show me stuff that would literally scare the shit out of me. And and may and basically created a, a negative a negative association in my brain with drugs. You know what he would do? He would take me to see some. There'd be some wino bum on the street, stinking, smelling like smelling like piss. You know, and 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 he would say he'd be like, "See that see that motherfucker over there?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." And he's like, "You." you he said, "You know, you, you know, he used to be the star of the football team. He used to be the man back in the day. But now look at him." Uh, and and I'd be like, "Wow." And he's like, "You want to be like him?" I'd be like, "No." 
I don't, I don't want to smell like pee. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I don't want to smell like pee. I don't want to be out in the cold sitting here. You know, he said, then, then stay away from that dope. That's how that's how that's how he introduced me to drugs. And 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 people, I don't know why people don't more people don't do this. They think <clears throat> maybe that's that's traumatic for the kid, but I'd rather traumatize them a little bit, just you know, again, regulated trauma, right? Not to the point where it's debilitating, but, but to the point where you you sit you shock them a little bit and you say, Look, you don't want to mess with this stuff. Let me show you the worst case scenarios. Let me show you what happens with alcohol. You know how I learned not to not to drink was I, I looked at some of my uncles and I saw how they lived in the liquor bottle. And I looked at uh, how bad their lives were. I looked at the fact they were always complaining. Uh, one of them was in and out of jail. Uh, I remember um, I remember watching uh, how their kids looked at them. Their kids had no respect for them because they'd be like, oh, there's daddy. You can't depend on him. He's always drunk. Give me a yes in the chat if you have anybody in your family who does this shit. And it's, it's crazy to me. And, uh, and again, if you're in that category, go get some therapy or something, man, because because you're hurting other people. A man has power. A man has the power of God inside of him. Black women are goddesses because you have the ability to give life. Nobody else has that ability. Black men are gods in our own way because we have the power to manifest in certain ways. We have the ability to walk into a space and with your mere masculine energy and that confidence and that you have in your vision and foresight, you can change the whole gravitational pull of that room. You can lift the energy of that room or you can deflate the energy of that room. You can build something amazing or you can destroy everything. And women pick up on that naturally. If you read about biology, like I believe women have these spidey senses where they can pick up on the energy of a man and they say, Ooh, I want to follow that man. I don't want to compete with him. I ain't trying to be like him, but I want to follow him like the, like the really great mega pastor. They, they follow the pastor or the president Barack Obama comes in you know right the women are like oh I want to follow that right people follow you because they're picking up on that gravitational power that you have you have the power of like a sun a sun just shines and the plants revolve around the sun right so the the man the black man in my view I'm getting spiritual and metaphysical here I hope you are okay give me a yes if you're following what I'm saying here the, the thing is that if the black man has the power of the sun like when you start really shining and you start really bringing your power into the room and you bring that vision and that that energy and that confidence in the room people pick up on that people line up behind that women naturally a lot of women they might be all super strong and leaders and all that but they get behind a powerful man they say, okay, this is this is cool. I'm going, I'm just gonna back you up. You go ahead, do your thing. I'm gonna be right here next to you because I'm proud of you. Right? Your children, the yes, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. Right? Because they see that big strong football coach who's like, sit down, son, don't you do that. You get out there. Blah, blah. Again, your your power, you're manifesting, you're bringing that energy, people respond to that. And a lot of black men, I think, lose their ability to tap into that power of God and understanding their godlike nature, and they end up be using that power for evil instead of good, right? So you listen to music that tells you to use your power to be a thug. I'm gonna be a thug. I'm gonna be a gangster. I'm gonna be a killer. I, uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. Or you are you getting into dope and you're getting into irresponsible behavior? Yeah, I'm gonna go get these hoes pregnant. So I'm just abandoning all these kids out here. I knew a guy that had 27 kids. I said, man, you got to be having a whole lot of sex to have 27 damn kids. And he made all these damn kids. Then he goes and gets himself killed because he's in the thug life. Now you got 27 children that are just lost souls. Walk, wander in the world without the guidance of a solid father. That's a generational curse. 
And how, how many of y'all want to bet that a few of his children are going to repeat the same thing daddy did? So, so remember, the power of a man can either be used to build amazing things or it can be used to destroy lives on an epic, unbelievable, horrific level. The black man has the power to create to create dreams or to build a nightmare for everybody around him. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, please say something in the chat, because if you've had a, if you've known what it's like to have an abusive father or a father that's on drugs and alcohol, who comes home drunk and beats everybody's ass and traumatizes, wakes everybody up out of their sleep. And cause he's kicking mama's ass in the kitchen and threatening to kill her and pulling out guns on people. Cause he's high and drunk and irresponsible to, to say something in the chat. Please, let's let's lay these generational curses out on the table so we don't keep repeating this nonsense and acting like this is okay. They're, they're promoting this nonsense in the music. They're promoting that immature behavior, that lack of consciousness and awareness of how your actions impact your family for many generations to come. Let me give you an example. Hit, before I do that, please hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. And also, um, uh, if, if some of you are asking about this shirt, yeah, this, is, uh, this shirt says, Because We're Black. We actually have um uh we, we have a, a website it's um it's all black tees a l l all black tees and if you want to go there you can uh, pick up some t-shirts and stuff like that so feel free to go to allblacktees.com uh, if you'd like to get some of our uh, you know super black t-shirts all right uh, or or woke black tees actually if you go to woke black tees try that try wokeblacktees.com I'm sorry I got the I got the URL wrong all right guys so um so 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 here's the deal uh, you know when you're talking about uh, this. Let me show you guys the video again. Some of y'all just came in and you may not know what I'm talking about, but let me show you this video. Let me tell you where, where what my interpretation of this video was just because that's what I, that's how I think, right? So, so look at the video and then I'm going to break this down. I'm going to give you an example of exactly what I'm talking about. So here we go. My family slip on icy stairs. Okay, so in that video, uh, just for those who came in late, I'm going to give you a quick, very quick debrief. My argument is that this reminds me of a lot of our families because we have generational curses that we never address. And as a result of that, the mother and the father and uh, the children repeat the same mistakes of their parents or even their grandparents. That literally, because you don't confront generational curses directly, the same mistake gets made over and over again. Let me give you another real life example in terms of the power of a man to create generational curses. There was this uh, old man I knew who was 90 years old. He was the sweetest old man in the world. And uh, and I did not understand why his family avoided him. I didn't understand. I said, wait, this this old man is a... Uh, is um you know he's he's uh he's a very nice guy and and he he lives by himself and he's got all these children and grandchildren and nobody comes to see him nobody wants to be around him everybody act like they were afraid of him and I didn't get it well I got it when I talked to his granddaughter who uh, was a single mom who was abandoned by her parents who was struggling with baby mama baby daddy issues and low self esteem. And I said, I said, so, OK, so tell me the story. She said, well, back in the 1950s, he wasn't the sweet old man that he is right now. Back then, he was a gangster. He's just like these thugs and gangsters, this gangster mentality that they promote in the music. He was a gangster. He literally was a hitman. He killed people for the mafia or for the for whatever the, the equivalent of the mafia was in, in his town. 
And, uh, it, and because he was this wannabe gangster tough guy, Right. He used the power, his power of his energy or his energy and power as a man to harm people. He also translated that onto his family. So he would come home and he would thoroughly get to whooping everybody's ass inside the house because he, his, he had this warped definition of what it meant to be an alpha male. I'm an alpha male. So I dominate everything and everybody. So somebody opens their mouth and says a word. They getting smacked. Somebody does something else, they getting punched. Uh, he's he's chasing his wife down the street with a butcher knife. Like these these horribly terrifying things that the children are watching as they're growing up. Right? So rather than manifesting and using his power as a man to uplift his children and uplift his family and to make them better for many generations to come, he created a generational curse all by himself. He wasn't Malcolm X. He was Detroit Red. Right. Malcolm X and Detroit Red were very similar. They were the same person. They had the same level of energy, the same level of power. It's just that one was used for good. The other one was used for evil. Just the same way that that T.D. Jakes and Little Wayne have similar levels of power. The difference is that one uses their power in a godly way. The other one uses their power in a satanic way. And so ultimately, power is power. And the black man has a lot of power. Like when you are leading that family, that is an incredibly powerful, impactful position for you to have. You are that first teacher. Your kids are watching everything you do. And so when you don't, when you use that power in a harmful way, you are literally destroying the next two or three generations behind you. And then more importantly, if you are not taking those opportunities to teach your kids, stop waiting on those white ladies from the suburbs to teach your kids at public school. Those public schools are damn near are intellectual death traps. Those public schools are white supremacist death traps. That's what they're doing. They are literally take your kids and turn them into little white supremacists and ruin their thinking forever. That's why millions of black kids graduate from school every year and can't even read at grade level. You go to McDonald's and can't even work the cash register without seeing a picture of the damn food because they can't read the word hamburger. Like that's what they're doing to your kids. So stop waiting on these people to do your damn job. That's your job. I need you to understand the assignment and realize that it is your job to educate your kids and to educate them on everything and anything they need to understand in order to be successful in life. That means preparing them for the generational curses that plague our people. Now, we talked earlier about the, the, the Whitney Houston bill. <laughs> I laid out the Whitney Houston bill because I said I told you, I sit there and I watch how black folks respond to things on social media. And I want you to pay attention to I want you to have this awareness. When Whitney died, and they, they did the same thing they always do when a black celebrity dies from drugs. They sit back and they say, oh, my God, prayers up. Or, oh, she was such a great singer. Or, oh, I think the, the record labels must have killed her, right? Maybe these things are true, right? Prayers should be up. She was a great singer. Maybe the record labels killed her because you know what it is. They, they do all kinds of sinister stuff. But very rarely did I hear a conversation where somebody says, how do we make sure that our talented, beautiful young women and men are not taken out by this damn dope. How do we make sure that we deal with the record labels and get them to stop promoting drugs to the black community through hip hop music? How do we address some of this? How do we have conversations in our families to make sure that we're not repeating the same generational curse instead of defining ourselves as victims who are simply destined and doomed to go through the same thing over and over again? Let me give you another example, Prince. So Prince dies far too young, super talented man. But this man dies with no estate plan, no will, no nothing, no no plans for the death. So, so, so Prince spent his whole life, he's a good man, right? Great black man, 
Spent his whole life fighting white supremacy. He even went so far as changing his name. Remember when he became the artist formerly known as Prince? Anybody remember that? Well, he said, I'm not even, you can't even call me Prince. I'm going to be a symbol now because you can't promote a symbol. You can only promote a, well, it's actually, you can promote a symbol, but you, but, but I, you can't say my name, right? Like Prince was interesting like that, very creative. So Prince dies without an estate plan. And it's fascinating that this man who fought white supremacy his whole entire life, because he had no estate plan, has given about a hundred million dollars to the lawyers who have to sort through all of the chaos that he left behind. He has to give out of that hundred million, he's paying the legal clerks, he's paying the judges, he's paying the IRS, he's paying all these white people that he was fighting against his whole life. He's literally making a hundred million dollar donation to all these entities that he claimed to fight against because he didn't understand his power as a man to manifest and to protect generations after him. He didn't, he didn't for whatever reason. Now I know the conspiracies out there. Well, he had a will and they destroyed it. Well, no, I'm sorry. You can email your will to other people so they can have a backup copy and they can't destroy all the backup copies. I emailed my will to several people to say that in case they ever say, I ain't got no will, just know y'all, oh, you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it, lawyer got it, this person got it. Come on now, stop that black people. Stop defining yourself as a victim. Just accept the fact that maybe this man did not think that he was ever going to die and did not prepare for death. That's just the reality of it. Doesn't mean he's not a great man. Doesn't mean he's not a good man. Doesn't mean he's not a good human being. It just means that maybe maybe there was a mistake made. And the thing about it that's interesting to me is that I bet you, you could bet your bottom ass crack that within the year, another famous artist is going to die. And the headline is going to be, he, he didn't leave a will. There is no estate plan. <laughs> DMX dies. No, ain't no will. Well, why? Well, because you you repeat. You like the people slipping on the ice. You make the same mistake over and over again, and you watch other people slip on the ice, and nobody stops and says, "Hey, y'all, there's ice right there. Let's ice down the steps, and let's make sure we're prepared. Don't go down those steps just yet. Don't do it the way I did it, or you're gonna fall on your ass like I did." How about those conversations in our community? Uh, may, I mean, am I, am I being am I being a jerk by bringing this up? Is there something wrong with me saying that perhaps strategic and preparatory thinking, planning ahead, is beneficial to our families? I know I can't get the whole black community to change. I can't do that. The the, the forces, the marketing of ignorance is too strong. The the niggatry is at an all time high. It's at an all time high, and it's everywhere. It's all throughout the media. It's it's being pushed constantly. Big mistakes. I, I listened to a Yo Gotti song and there was a point in the song where he says something like, I, I'm going to ball today, F tomorrow. Like, like we're going to ball today, F tomorrow. Now, I'm not sure if Yo Gotti lives his life like that. This is not a sneak diss on any rapper or anything like that. But I just really was thinking, so wait a minute. So so you're saying you're, you're marketing to people that they should live, that they should ball out today so they can because tomorrow doesn't matter. You, you do know that that's why people end up in bad situations, right? You know, that's why they end up with chaotic problems like baby mama drama, uh, financial devastation, because they didn't make a plan. Nobody made a plan. Nobody planned for the kids. Nobody said, hey, let's start investing for the kids when they're little so they don't end up as slaves to white people when they get older. Nobody nobody has said that conversation. Or, hey, let's make sure we, we talk about health a little bit so that big mama ain't going to have to go get her foot cut off after she, we've been eating 40 years worth of greasy ass chicken. Right? Like nobody's really saying that because right? it ain't cool. It ain't cool to say that. I'm not the cool kid. I'm just the guy who's who's literally looking at things that appear to be common sense to me. But then again, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a mathematician, and in mathematics, we learn that one plus one is always going to be two. 
Right? You can keep doing the equation over and over. I can do it again just to make sure or just to see if it comes out to a different. Let me try it again. What's one? Somebody tell me in the chat. What's one plus one? Let's try it again. Maybe the answer will be different this time. Maybe we can take the same approach and get a different outcome. What do y'all think? Let's see. What's one plus one? Let's all do it together. Maybe one of, of us in the room is going to get a different answer. Let's see. One plus one. Damn. Damn. It's still two. It's still two. Well, one day, if I keep doing one plus one, I believe one plus one is eventually going to be 85, right? You, you got some people that live their lives like that. They, they really do. They, they really keep thinking, if I keep adding one plus one, eventually it's going to be 186. <laughs> if I save no money and I make no plan, then one day I'm going I'm to I'm blow up and I'm going to have Gucci belts and, and, and the new iPhone and, and $100,000 in the bank. I'm going to be paid because I made no plan. I didn't save any money. I didn't invest anything. I didn't prepare for the future. And, but again, I'm balling now, y'all. I'm on Instagram with a, with, with, with a cell phone made out of money because I made no plan for my life. That It doesn't work like that. One plus one is always going to be two. Two plus two is always going to be four. What you do today is always going to lead to very similar outcomes to what happens tomorrow based on the choices you make. So when you're talking about breaking generational curses, you have to be intentional about that number one job that you have right now of teaching your children, teaching any young person behind you. When my baby brother was a kid, he's 12 years younger than me. He works with me. I love him. He's great. When he was a kid, I used to talk to him constantly and school him on the game. And the best thing about him was he would just sit there and listen. And I would sit there on the phone. I, we would talk about girls. We would talk about confidence. We would talk about money. We would talk about education. We would talk about doing your best. We would talk about every single thing. And I would just school him. And he would just take it all in. And that and, and he listened. It was so awesome, right? You know, and so so a lot of times though, we, we do have people that don't listen, or we have people that that just don't want to even think about what solutions are. We don't have as a culture, we have a very reactive culture where we react to the tragedy. Give me a yes in the chat if you've ever seen this, where we constantly react to the tragedy. But when you come to people and you, you say, how do we prepare for the tragedy? Like, how do we make sure we have a conversation about insurance so that when somebody dies, your children are not looking raggedy because they're sitting on GoFundMe trying to raise money for your funeral? Like, how, how many of y'all have seen where those conversations are just not popular. Nobody wants to hear that conversation. They think you're being uppity. They think you're being preachy. Oh, you ain't no fun. Let's do the latest TikTok dance together. Like, that's what we want to do. We're going to do TikTok dances. We, we're not going to make no plans. We're not going to make no plans. We're going to do TikTok dances, right? So, so here are some generational curses. In, in case you want some specifics on generational curses to look out for, things you want to warn your children about, things that are destroying the quality of life for Black people. Um, I know white folks are out there. White people are going to do what they're going to do. But the number one determinant of whether or not you have a good and happy life is what you choose to do, period. I don't care what anybody else says. So do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Also, uh, don't forget the Black Wealth Bootcamp starts tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, if you'd like to join us, go to boycewatkins.com. It's a great program for anybody that wants to reduce their economic dependence on the corporate plantation. You guys know my PhDs in finance, and I love I love teaching this stuff. So uh, feel free to join us, and it's a lifetime membership for you and your family forever. So bring your kids to the bootcamp because that's how we get our kids ready for the future. All right, so so here's here's some generational curses you can look out for. 
before. I made a list, actually. I put it on my Instagram. I, I, I like to list things off because I like to figure out, I like to solve problems, get the mathematician, right? Like we, we solve the problem. We don't just complain about it. <laughs> so <laughs> complaining about a math problem doesn't give you the solution. You actually have to solve it. And so here are some generational curses that destroy black families, that ruin black wealth. Uh, that put you in shitty situations, that cause you uh, all kinds of distress, that have you uh, spending overtime praying to white Jesus in church because your life is a complete mess. So here are some things that you can warn your kids about. I can encourage you to warn them about them consistently. Maybe even take this list and, and put it on your refrigerator if you want to. If you if you bat it, bat it, feel free to put this list on your refrigerator so that you can say, okay, Dr. Boyce gave us some of the game on life because um, this is what's going to help us. Okay, Consider me to be a partner in your process of building your strong family. Uh, number one, the dangers of drug and alcohol abuse. Alcohol is the number one worst, most dangerous drug on earth, uh, it, according to most studies, even more than heroin and stuff like that, because everybody thinks it's safe. I told you guys just on New Year's Eve, my daughter was hit by a drunk driver and is in the hospital right now. I'm going to see her in the hospital right when I get done with this podcast because some asshole got behind the wheel after drinking too much and slammed into her car. And now she's got physical ailments that are going to harm her for the rest of her life. That's what I'm dealing with right now. Right? This is me keeping it 100 with you guys. Um, alcohol and drugs. Drugs are promoted in the music. Uh, a lot of your rappers are dying from drug overdoses. Drugs have killed uh, probably millions of black people by now. Drugs uh, have, have addicted millions of black people by now. A lot of families, give me a yes in the chat if you've ever seen a family destroyed because uh, mama became a crack addict or daddy was slanging dope and got 100 years in prison or daddy was out thugging trying to go uh, live in the trap. Next thing you know, he got shot at and he's dead and he's either in a casket or he's in prison over this or you're over this, this thug life that they're promoting and glorifying the music. So drugs and alcohol should be absolute no-nos in our community uh, if you want to keep black people safe. If black lives matter to you, then you're going to talk about these things. If they don't matter to you, then I can't help you. Number two, no economic training to get our kids off the corporate plantation. Let me just be clear with you. White people don't like you very much. They just don't. I just, I'm not saying that they're bad people. I'm not saying that every white person just thinks black people are terrible. I'm saying they don't care as a collective. They don't care a whole lot about you. And if I were white, I probably wouldn't care either because I don't care about what the, what what how their community is doing. They don't care about mine. That That's par for the course. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing racist about it. Who's supposed to love you more than yourself anyway? You think Asians sit around and, and and contemplate on how they can go save the Arab community? No. Do you think you think Mexicans sit around and think about how they can go protect the Jewish community? No. You're the only community. You are the only community that sits around and hopes that other people will protect you and that they will support you financially. You're the only community that's been trained to do that. That's your slave training. It ain't your fault. I'm just encouraging you to let that slave training go. So. When we don't have economic training, we, we don't have uh, a commitment to financial literacy, our children grow up and they become slaves to white supremacist capitalism. Uh, because you throw your kids out there in the world without an economic base, with no assets, there's been no, you could easily start buying them, you know, $20 worth of stock every week from the time they're little. If you had done that, your child would have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of resources, which would allow them to get, put a down payment on a house, which would allow them to quit their job and give their boss the middle finger whenever they want to, which would allow them to go out here and start that business, that dream business that they have, but they can't do it because they can't get a loan from the bank. They can't quit their job and they can't pay the damn bills because nobody made a plan. That baby was a baby 25 years ago, but now because nobody made a plan, nobody prepared, nobody was buying any assets for the kid. The kid is out here just stuck and nobody taught that kid how to uh, manage money or how to obtain money. They only taught them how to, um, I don't know, play basketball, throw a football, learn, they learn how to rap, they learn how to twerk, they twerk and they can do all the TikTok dances and 
all that. And now they're doing TikTok dances because that's the only way they can ease away the pain of the day to day life of being like a, a baby mama or baby daddy or being or struggling or going to a job that they hate every day or living the life that they don't want to live or being so depressed that they, they need a therapist, but nobody even taught them th- about the importance of even getting therapy. You never had that conversation with them. So now they just sitting in the struggle. They sit in the middle of shit and don't know how to get out because nobody t- ever taught them how to get away from that. Nobody taught them that. Nobody talked to them about it. Nobody talked to them about it. Number three, unwanted pregnancy and poverty that plagues many single parent households. The number one, uh, the number one lowest net worth in America, median net worth is the net worth of a single black mother. Uh, that the, the right now they're next to her is the single black father who's got multiple babies, mamas, who's trying to, on a regular man's salary, support multiple households because 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 the music industry taught him or made him think that it's cool to go around dipping your penis into any toxic waste dump within a hundred mile radius. So now you're sitting around here scrambling, trying to pay all these babies, mamas, and you're mad and crying about your life because somebody, nobody ever sat you down and said, hey, look, look, man, look, young brother, you need to think this through because because I'm telling you that I know the vagina is good. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite nice, but <laughs> but there's a there's a price that you're going to have to pay. It's like it's like Rumple Skillskin up in this mug. It might be Rumple Skillskin where he would give you whatever you wanted, but there was always a price at the end. You might know what I'm talking about, or maybe if you're older school, you remember Fantasy Island where Mr. Rourke would bring you to a, this beautiful island where a tattoo would be like the plane, boss, the plane, and you would come to this beautiful island and they would say, well, what is your fantasy? Tell us your fantasy, and you would get your. I'm not fantasy is I want to have 15 women around me at all times, right? And then the fantasy always ended with a nightmare. Anybody remember Fantasy Island by chance? Or or, or know what I'm talking about? Rumpelstiltskin or any of that? That's the thing. That That's what, the, in economics, we call that the winner's curse. Sometimes you think you won, but really you lost. The reason you, you, you lost, but you thought you won is because you were playing um, checkers in the chess match. You were playing checkers in the chess match. And a lot of our people, because critical thinking skill is not uh, necessarily reinforced, because uh, excessive consumption of media uh, disrupts the prefrontal cortex, which cuts down on your ability to engage in critical thinking. Uh, again, this is I mean, nobody watches media more than black people. This is what the studies show. Uh, you have a lot of people out here living life playing checkers. They're living day to day. They're just making one decision after another. Well, she, you know, he looked good, so you laid down with him because the sex is good. Next thing you know, he's your baby daddy, and you got these kids with this raggedy son of a bitch who don't even come by to visit the kids and ain't sent the check in, in, in years. Now you in the trap. You in the single mama trap. You struggling. You trying, you trying, you trying to get by, you trying to make it work. You, you complain about it. And I'm not making fun of you. Some of you are in that category. 76% of all black children do not have a father in the house. That right there is an epically tragic problem. That that is literally a multi-trillion dollar issue. Like that's literally drains trillions. Broken families generate drains trillions of dollars of wealth out of the black community every generation. You know, so because you're not supposed to do it by yourself. Me and my wife, um, we can't do it by ourselves. <laughs> I can't raise them kids by myself. I need their mama and she needs me because I'm, I'm, my goal is to be a hell of a teammate. Why is this conversation not being had? Why, why, why do I got to deal with little, little roach faced Negroes on the internet who, who think that, that loving my black woman is simping? I, I don't even know where y'all come, what planet y'all Negroes come from? What, what little, what little vagina faced person raised you to believe that me loving my woman and being devoted to my family is simping? What, what media outlets have you been watching that told you that there's something wrong with a man standing true and standing strong for the people that he believe in being down for his people, like having his woman's back? Like, what the hell happened to you, bro? 
bro. I feel sorry. I need to get y'all in a room and give y'all a class because you have been taught literally to be a grown ass child. You got a lot of 45 year old teenagers out here. It is fascinating to me. Fascinating. So when, so just so you know, when I hear stuff like that, it makes me yell louder, not to yell for them. I'm not talking about them. It, I yell louder for the people that are looking for a different and a better message. They want a better life so that you can make sure you don't think that everybody thinks this way. Because, because some of this stuff is incredibly toxic. Some of the people that give the most relationship advice out here give horrible advice. They give, I mean, if you're trying to ruin your life, if you're trying to make your children hate you, if you're trying to grow old by yourself and be broke, then go listen to some of those people. Because some of them are telling you stuff that's crazy. They're giving you a very warped sense of masculinity. And, and a lot of times the reason that happens is because they needed therapy and they never got it. So they have a trauma from childhood that they're carrying into adulthood. And because it sounds good, everybody's like, yeah, I like that. I like the he he's saying everything that, that needs to be said. No, he's not. No, he's not. Go look at that dude's life. Go look at that woman's life. That woman who's talking that crazy stuff on the Internet. Go look at her life and watch how she's sitting there dying alone and sad and crying herself to sleep every night. But she can't keep a man for shit. Seriously. Go find people that know how to make relationships and families work. Those are the people that I, I believe you might want to listen to. But then again, what do I know? Let me keep going. <clears throat> um, uh, unhealthy food that kills us. Uh, Big mama gets her foot cut off in every generation because of diabetes, because we spent 40 years eating greasy fried chicken and nobody ever stops to say, maybe we need to eat something different. Uh, unhealthy food is everywhere, right? All throughout the hood. If you put a Popeye's chicken franchise in any hood in America, there will be a line out the door, around the corner and down the block. And the line will be filled with lots of people who are morbidly obese, who are literally uh, like uh, the, the, their physical body shows almost like um almost like a crack like addiction to unhealthy food right the people that are in the line are the people who don't need to be in that line but those are the people who are going to be you know sick and dying and praying to white jesus about why oh lord jesus why is this happening to me well it's happening to you because of the things you're choosing to put in your body it's not your fault because nobody ever taught you different well here i'm, I'm actually giving you the truth i'm actually laying it out there for you i'm not making fun of you because i too grew up in that tradition i too to this day i i, I could show y'all stuff i have in my hotel room right now that i probably shouldn't be eating my wife would probably say boy she shouldn't eat that so so the thing is, at the end of the day, you ain't none of us perfect, but but you need somebody in your ear who's going to tell you, hey, this ain't the way to go if you want to actually live. OK, so so just you know, keep that in mind. The food is a bad thing. I'll give you an example. Uh, this isn't just black people that do this. They, they, they have these generational curses where we never fix them. Um, I remember talking to a guy who lived in the Philippines and he said that there was this liquor that was really, really good and it really got you drunk. The problem with the liquor, that, and everybody loved it, that the problem with the liquor, though, was that it was toxic as shit. Like, the liquor had stuff in it, like, that was damn near as harmful as battery acid. But people didn't care because it made them feel good, just like good sex, right? You know, you with a toxic person, but you don't care because you're having lots of orgasms, and that's a wonderful thing, right? So so they're, so they're so the, everybody's drinking this liquor, right? So um, one guy drinks it, you know, a lot of it, and he gets so sick that he ends up dying. So his his brothers and his family are like, "Oh my God, why does God keep cursing us? This is so terrible." Well, you know, here's the interesting dilemma. So whenever there's a funeral, they all get together and they start drinking the same toxic liquor that just killed their brother. 
So they all get together because because they're so sad. They get super pissy drunk off this toxic battery acid liquor. And then another brother dies. Right. So the, the next week, they're going to another funeral of another brother who died from the same liquor that his brother had died from. And then they're, and so so again, as they're getting drunk again, because now they're triple double sad because now they have two deaths in the family. They're saying they're literally saying out loud. Oh, God, why does God keep cursing our family? This is terrible. God keeps cursing our family. And my friend who who, who click, quickly became the most unpopular asshole in the room, he said, he said, maybe God isn't cursing your family. Maybe it's that liquor that you keep drinking every time somebody dies. And he so so again, this is one plus one equals two. Right. This is this is like simple shit. Right. This is not this is not calculus. But but he said they got so mad at him. They got so mad at him. And that's what happens. Sometimes people, um, they really can't handle the truth. You know, like Jack Nicholson said to Tom Cruise in the movie A Few Good Men, some people just can't handle the truth. Right. And I get it. Right. That that's a psychologist refer to that as cognitive dissonance. You say something that is completely di different. You, you're killing people's vibe. You're disrupting the flow. Like, man, you done blew my high. Right. Because we get high off of ignorance. We smoke from the ignorance crack pipe and that then the crack pipe of ignorance and blindness feels so good. And then when somebody comes along and says, hey, what are you doing? This is ruining your life. You, you're like, man, what are you doing? Like, this, man, you know, get out of my face. Right. So so I understand the anger. Right. And this is what you're going to get at times. This is why I want I want you to be really careful about being preachy to people in your family that don't want to listen, because maybe it's not your job to preach to them. But with your children, that is your job with your children. Um, I, I think I think the T.D. Jakes model does work to some extent. Doesn't mean you have to do it every time. But believe me, my kids, my kids would call me T.D. Jakes because I'm always preaching. I'm always it's like, look, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I gonna tell you how to live your life. But you're not going to go through life and do that same dumb shit everybody else does and then turn around and say, well, the reason I did this because my daddy never warned me. No, no, no. I'm going to point to exhibit ABC, 1, 2, 3, X, Y, Z, 9, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. All the times where I said to you, hey, you do understand if you do that, it's going to, you know, you don't fucked up, don't you? You know, you know that that's going to, you know that the bad things are going to happen if you do that, Right. Like that, that that's what you have to do because remember you are the educational system for your kids you are the first teacher of your children your teacher your children's teacher is not that white lady from the suburbs she don't care nothing about black kids she don't even know your kids your teacher is you the school system is your house and the objective of the school system in my view should be to teach children everything they need to know to be a successful happy healthy whole human being in adulthood that means when they're 30 think about what their life looks like in their 30 okay their life is going to revolve around health wealth and relationships they need to be physically and mentally healthy how do i prepare them for that they need to make sure that they need to be financially secure have multiple streams of income all these other how do i prepare for that now um they also need to uh, have good relationships with 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 their, with their siblings with their spouse with their children so they can have a healthy family which is an important source of protection for, for, for the black community okay how do i prepare them for that so i'm training the kids so you train the kids on what it means to have a family. You tell the, your son, son, this is what it means to be the head of a family. This is what you're supposed to do. You come through for the people you love. You don't show up. You don't get all pissy drunk and then come home and, and end up abusing your kids. Right? You don't do that. A man doesn't do that. I don't drink in my house. I don't drink at all. But even, but even if I did drink, I wouldn't be drinking around no kids. I don't do that. Right. Because that's traumatic for them. 
And, and people don't talk about that stuff, man. It's, it's the craziest thing in the world. There's nothing self-righteous about it. There's nothing special about, about my position. This is what you call, you know, the, the desire to try to live in a relatively healthy, intelligent way. It doesn't mean anybody's perfect. I'm not sitting there trying to pretend to be perfect. I'm just simply saying, why don't we at least have some conversations that are a little more productive instead of actually having people promoting toxic behavior and acting like that's normal? Toxic behavior is what is destroying your families right now. Toxic behavior is what's getting these kids killed. Toxic behavior is what's getting these young brothers sent to prison. Toxic behavior is why these young ladies are out here with babies and no daddy to, to back them up. Toxic behavior is why Whitney Houston died from a drug overdose, right? Toxic behavior is because remember, for years, everybody saw Whitney Houston with Bobby Brown and they saw that relationship. They said, oh, one day, one of them is going to be dead. One day, this ain't going to end well. But because everybody thought it was so lit and so cool that these two celebrities were in a relationship, nobody took the time to say, this is not good. None of this is healthy. Crack is whack, yo. You, This is not good. I digress. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Um, VoiceWatkins.com is my website if you want to uh, learn more about what we have going on. Also, if you want to uh, get on our text list where I can connect with you via text in case they ever shut me off social media because they, they tend to not like black people who tell the truth. Uh, so if that ever happens, I will text you. So just text the word voice to 31996 uh, if you feel compelled to do so. And that way we will remain connected. I'll let you know when we have stuff going on. So feel free to uh, to use that text number. I'll put it up on the screen. A few more things, um, things that generational curses that we continue uh, that that destroy our families uh, one generation after the next. I'm going to show the video and then I'm going to pull up the last few and then and then we'll be done for today. Uh, so here's the video in case you just came in. I want you to know that this video is what sparked all these thoughts for today. So here it is. Two families slip on icy stairs. So the, the, the overall message for today is uh, they, they came that was on my heart today is how generational curses cause us to make the same mistakes over and over again. A lot of it's because maybe parents didn't prepare their kids for the future. Uh, maybe it's because nobody warned uh, anybody about what happened in the previous generation. Maybe you don't want to talk about what happened when Uncle Billy got hooked on drugs and all that. But you have to talk about Uncle Billy's drug addiction and help kids understand the, the, you know, the process of, of how that occurred. Uh, and so so some other generational curses, um, unwanted pregnancy and the poverty that, that plagues many single parent households. That's another one that I listed. Uh, when you talk about unwanted pregnancy, I don't I don't care what anybody says. Uh, when you don't have your family structure together, you can't build wealth as a community. And there's a lot of trauma that comes from that. Uh, a lot of uh, little girls are, 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 are get molested by their mother's boyfriends. This is a real thing. This is something cops have told me about that happens all the time. People don't talk about it. Uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of little boys that end up in the streets and end up in crazy situations. It's because maybe they didn't have the guidance of a father or the supervision of a parent because mama was out working three jobs. So she was never around. Uh, the financial problems are, are logical because two incomes tend to be better than one. So like in our household, uh, you know, when I can't pay for something or when my wife can't pay for something, the other one can step in. I can say, hey, can you cover this? Because my money's tied up over here. Or uh, she'll say, hey, boys, can you pay for this? Uh, because I don't feel like and I'm tired. Right. So having that teamwork 
is extremely important for family. So that's why that skill, that intentionality of, of family building and family nurturing and family protection as a legitimate skill, which is as important as learning how to be an accountant, learning how to go to law school, all of that. Family building needs to be a trained skill that we have in our community. Relationship management, a trained skill. There are books out here you can read. There are videos you can watch. There are thousands of black therapists that y'all ignoring because y'all looking for the big booty girl on Instagram. Well, there's a therapist out there. She might not have a big booty, but she got a big brain, which is better than a big booty. She can explain to you a lot of your generational trauma that you're experiencing so that you don't just think it all happened because you're black. Or, or white people did it, or or God just cursed me. No, no, no. Sometimes you 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 saw the signs. You you saw that that man was garbage when you dated him, but you didn't understand that because your daddy wasn't shit. You're chasing after these ain't shit men because you're chasing after your father who didn't want you as a child. So you're taking this false validation from all these men, which comes along with him having access to your vagina. Next thing you know, you're carrying around this baby of a guy who's who ain't worth a damn, who ain't worth a nickel who never should have ever even had access to your bedroom or to your body, but you did it because, because when you were four, your daddy wasn't there and you never worked through that with a therapist. So if you ever want to know one of the best investments a black person can make, it's not stocks, it's not bonds, it's not real estate, it's a goddamn therapist. Everybody type the word therapist in the chat. <laughs> type the word therapist or therapy in the chat so you can understand what I'm saying. Everybody needs therapy, especially if you're black, because there's so much trauma that comes along with being in the families that we have. A lot of the things we think are normal are not normal. These are not normal. It ain't normal to have relatives that are hooked on drugs. It's not normal to have, you know, a, 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 the abandoned parent just as the default where every kid, every kid assumes that nobody has a daddy. Nobody's daddy is going to be at the damn basketball game. It's going to be a, a whole damn arena full of mamas because like that's not normal. It's not normal to be in extreme poverty. It's not normal that your, your brother got 85 years in prison. It's not normal that your other brother got shot in the street. That All of that stuff is it's not normal. It's not normal. Let me keep reading. Other generational curses. I'm going to hit this real quick and then I got I to gotta run. Uh, not investing and saving for the future to create a solid economic base for the family. A lot of people live in the present. They don't think about the future. So when the future arrives, they're not ready for it. Preparation is the key to success. Preparation is the key to success. That's what I say to my kids every single time they mess up. I say, you know, preparation is the key to success. Or I go to my, my little buddy, Tater. Uh, let me show you my daughter, Ta Taylor. Uh, I call her Tater or Tay Tay. And, uh, and she wants to be an actress. And we talk all the time about all kinds of stuff. So that's the picture of me and Tater uh, together. I'm, I'm her bonus dad. She has a biological father who's a wonderful guy. And we work together. Uh, and uh, but, but, but I've been blessed to have her in my life. So one of the things I say to her is I say, I say, hey, Taylor, what are the three P's of success? And she'll say, um, she'll say, uh, she'll say, uh, preparation, uh, practice, and persistence. Preparation, practice, and persistence. Preparation, practice, and persistence. And I'll just repeat that over and over and over again with her because that is my my goal is to brainwash her so that when she runs into a struggle in life, she's gonna say, okay, I need to prepare, I need to practice, and I need to be very persistent, have determination. Those three, those three P's will give you success in anything that you do in life. All right. So um, so not investing and saving for the future to create a solid economic base. That's a big one. A lot of people don't save. A lot of people don't invest. Everybody you know, thinks it's OK to go waste your money at the Gucci store. You got rappers that promote this. Right. They promote Louis Vuitton as if they own the damn company. When really Bernard Arnault is sitting over in Europe. It's on one hundred billion dollars worth of wealth because rappers are.
are making him rich by basically pushing these products into the black community, right? So you have a spin, spin, spin culture. You have a consumption culture. You don't have an investor culture, right? So, so that culture can be created in your family. When your newborn baby is born, they should own shares of stock before they are literally zero years old. You should bring them into the world and literally give them a birthday present on their first day of saying, son, I just bought you 10 shares of Disney stock and we're going to put it in a trust. We're going to have it sitting here and ain't, we ain't going to touch it until you're 25 years old. So that by that time, those the, just those 10 shares alone are going to be worth thousands. But guess what, son? I'm also going to renew this every single week. I got my investments on autopilot where every week, son, I'm buying you stock every week and with, with, with the extra money that I have so that by the time you're 25 years old and we haven't touched any of this money. We've allowed it to grow over a 25-year period. You might be a millionaire, son, because at some point I may actually buy some shares of, a, of the next Amazon or the next Apple, and that's going to increase tenfold. And so, son, by the time you're 25, 30 years old, you ain't going to be in the trap. You're not going to have the struggle. You're not going to be trapped on the corporate plantation. You're going to be able to go put a down payment on a house. You're going to be able to go start that dream business. You're going to be able to give your boss the middle finger. You're going to be able to go and invest in whatever you want because you're going to be in a position where you have access to capital because daddy and mama made sure you were good. How many families take this as a core value in their household? How many times do you hear families talk like that? Seriously, how many times do you hear families literally say, no, 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 no. Our children are not going to go through all of that. We're going to make sure they are good. They're going to be educated because we're going to get them an education. We're not relying on the white lady from the suburbs at the public school. Uh, they're going to be good because we're going to invest for those kids. We're going to buy stocks. How many of you, seriously, how often do you see that? Do you see families talk like that? No, you don't. But, it, but, but B1 families need to talk like that. All of y'all need to be talking like that. Be obsessed with it. As crazy as I look, y'all know I'm crazy. Y'all know I'm, I, I own it. I own it. I talk to my therapist about how crazy I am. And I say, I'm proud of that. I'm actually, I believe you have to be a little crazy to confront a crazy world. In order for me to, to, to confront the gangsterism of white supremacy, I got to be just as gangster, just as determined. So I know that I'm crazy and because you have to be a little bit crazy and obsessed to break some of these generational curses. So, so have these conversations with your kids. We're going to make sure our children are good. Next, what else? Uh, what are some other things that, uh, that that we do in terms of generational curses? Um, we have, uh, let's see, toxic messaging and music that glorifies thug culture and gets black men sent to prison. They shifted your music deliberately, in my view, in the 1990s because they needed black men in order. Uh, they needed black men to fill up the penitentiaries. Joe Biden and Bill Clinton, when they passed the crime bills, they can't get white people to go to prison because that's unethical in their mind. But they were like, well, we can fill the prison up with Negroes because we don't want them around anyway. Because black people, as Dr. Claude Anderson talks about in black labor, white wealth, you're, you're an unwanted labor class anyway. So the only way they can make money from you is by hoarding you like sheep into the penitentiaries. They make their money that way off of your sons. So toxic music. Well, toxic messaging and music is designed to get black men to engage in criminal behavior, uh, to get black men to do things like like take lots of dope and all this other stuff so that they're so high and drunk that they're not alert. They're not able to fight white supremacy because you're too out of your mind to really do it. You're not prepared to be an adequate soldier because because soldiers aren't can't be high and drunk uh, when it's time for battle. Right. So ultimately. They get every excuse imaginable to send them to prison. Uh, what else? <clears throat> um, not value in education. Uh, when you when you when you are celebrating uh, basketball games and rapping and football games more than you're celebrating 
uh, the development of intellectual capability in your kids. You're preparing them for failure. Uh, education should be an absolute obsession. Cultures that have successful children, like Nigerian culture um, or Jewish culture, they put education at the top of the priority list. They really don't care a whole lot about whether or not you can dribble a basketball, throw a football, because they know that's not going to give you any money later on down the line. Anyway, 99.9% um, .9 of all basketball players never make a nickel playing basketball, but <clears throat> education can be applied to a lot of different spaces. Going to school is not the same as education. Keep that in mind. Uh, next. Uh, not teaching our kids how to date and marry quality people who won't ruin their life with baby mama, baby mama drama. Everybody talks about sex. Nobody talks about the, the results of sex. Right. So everybody, if you look at social media, go pay attention to social media. It's all about, you know, going after the girl with the booty, going after the man with the money. Right. So women falsely are led to believe that a man with money is a good man. You don't know nothing else about this man except for the fact that he's taking pictures with money on Instagram or that he drives a Lamborghini. Well, then you deserve whatever you get because you didn't take the time to vet this man and decide, is this man worthy of being the potential father to my children? You thought it was a hookup. You thought it was cuffing season. We just going to get together. We're going to get it in. It's going to be fine. Next thing you know, you got this lifetime of problems because now your baby dad is a piece of crap, right? Or you got this baby mama that isn't an adequate mother because you didn't value yourself, value your seed, value your legacy enough to protect your legacy. Anything that's valuable that you have must be protected. Do you get what I'm saying? Give me a yes if you understand what I'm saying. If you don't protect it, then that means you didn't value it in the first place. Some of y'all are giving yourselves up too cheap. You're giving yourselves out there cheap. And next thing you know, you end up in cheap situations with cheap, crappy people. And then you don't know how you got there. Well, all that typically was a choice. Next, last one, last but not least, uh, building multiple streams of income to avoid family economic drama. Uh, a, a lot of us are raised in a culture where we generation after generation train our kids to go work for white people. We, on one hand, we're talking shit about white people, can't stand white people, white people this, white people that. Next minute, you're, you're teaching your children that white people are basically Jesus, that they are your economic God, that they, that if you make Mr. Charlie happy and you go to school and you go to college and get that bachelor's degree that, that puts you $100,000 in debt, that Mr. Charlie going to hire you and then you going to have job security. Well, let me tell you something about job security. There is no such thing is job security. There is no such thing as job security. Corporations will fire you in a minute. They will fire you because you didn't get the jab. They will fire you. One minute you were last year, the, the, the nurses out here, the doctors, y'all know what I'm talking about. Last year you were a hero. Now you're a villain because you won't get the jab. So the Mayo Clinic, the Mayo Clinic fired 700 people the other day. Right? So, so these same people that you are relying on as your economic Jesus are the same people who will drop you like a hot potato in a second. They, there is no job security if you got one income. There is no job security if you have one job. American wages haven't been going up for 25 years. The American workers' wages, in a real sense, when you take out inflation, have not gone up. They have gone down. So you need a different economic plan. You need to give yourselves this plan because they ain't going to give it to you in the public school system. The white lady from the suburbs is not going to teach your son how to be economically viable and economically safe. He's not. She's not. She's not qualified. She don't give a damn. And the public school system ain't designed to do that. It ain't built to create quality black people who are so healthy and whole and sustained and safe and good. They, they're not, that's not their job. Their job is to indoctrinate you into this white supremacist system so that you learn to be a good soldier. You learn to be a good employee and a good consumer. You go to work for the corporation in the day, and then you spend money with the corporation at night. 
that is, and then they then you're on the hamster wheel of of, of economics in America. That's how, that, the the hamster wheel of capitalism has you working in the day for a paycheck, then you spend the whole check so that you got to come back to work in order to get another check so you can spend it all again. So it's like eating food and you crapping it out. It's a, it's a cycle. It's a process. You got to get off the treadmill if you want to have success. You have to. That means a whole different model is applicable. It means multiple streams of income, uh, an asset base with investing. It means understanding the, the family, the preservation of the family as a key economic capital base uh, for, for black families to be economically successful. It means economic intelligence of the highest order. It means value and ownership over income. All these things. It means understanding the, the pitfalls of things like student loan debt. You think about it, all y'all bougie Negroes like 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 me. I'm I'm in that category who went to college and graduate school, and you got all these letters behind your name: B A B S M A M S PhD JD. All these letters behind your name that make you convinced fully that you're better than other people. Well, where where has that got you? If you're sitting on two hundred fifty thousand in student loan debt and you can never repay it, from a wealth standpoint, you didn't win. Now, from a self-esteem standpoint, maybe you feel better because you do. I mean, you went to school and you got a fancy job title. That's good for you. But something there was something missing in the economic game that nobody ever taught you. And that's that's why we must become the educational system for our people. We must be the primary educators of black people. Black people must be the educators of black people. That's it. So to summarize this. Uh, we believe in the black business school. We believe in the black core of three. The black core of three is that we believe black people should educate our own children, create our own jobs and support black owned businesses. We are the school systems. We are the teachers. And if you want to understand how to raise your children properly, my in my view, this is my two cents. Take it with a grain of salt. I don't know everything. So don't think that I'm telling you what to do or act like I'm the be all end all that I know all the answers. First thing you should understand is uh, if you become intelligent, it, which which all of you are because you're here, um, is 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 that you don't know everything. Anybody who thinks they know everything is a, is is telling you they don't know anything. Anybody who thinks they know everything probably doesn't know anything. So so, so just be clear. I want to say this in, with with a humble spirit in, in in that regard. But I have to tell you that if I'm educating my kids, you know what I do? I say, okay, let me visualize their life at the age of thirty. What are all the things that are going to matter to them when they're 30? What do I think about when I look at my 30, 35-year-old friends? What are they happy about and what are they unhappy about? Well, their health, health issues matter, right? Mental health, if you're depressed uh, versus happy. Uh, are you physically healthy or physically unhealthy, right? Uh, their economics is always important. Do they have enough streams of income? Are they economically secure or do they feel insecure? How do I prepare them for economic security? And their relationships, what are their relationships like? Do they have a crappy baby daddy that they're always complaining about or do they have a wonderful husband or does she have a wonderful husband who loves her to death, who worships the ground she walks on and makes sure she's always good, right? Like, you know, all the, these little things are the things your kids need to be educated on because that's the stuff that's gonna apply to them on a day-to-day -day basis. That's far more important than biology. It's far more important than learning the proper pronouns, right? But that's the stuff white people will teach you. They'll teach you biology. They'll teach you pronouns. They'll teach you uh, white history. That, that's what they teach in the public school system. That's why our kids graduate and don't know nothing. A lot of them graduate and literally don't know nothing. Okay, so uh, so so that's my two cents on the issue. 
Um, I spoke a little bit longer because this was really on my soul. I talk until it's time to stop talking. I didn't plan on actually talking to you guys for an hour and 18 minutes, but it was there and I just had to let it out. And I'm letting it out because I'm trying to do my job of sharing what I know so that I can help those of you that are looking for the answers, looking for the solutions. And I can tell you that the solutions are out there. Keep seeking it and never be afraid to be different. Never be afraid to walk off the grid. Never be afraid to march to the beat of your own drummer, because I can tell you that a lot of the stuff that you're seeing in the media, on social media, out here in this world is flat out crazy, destructive, harmful, and leads to misery. I don't want you to be miserable. I want you to be happy. So you've got to write your own book on happiness because it ain't out there. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't online. It ain't, it ain't in the media. It's not in the hip hop music industry. It's not in, it's not on TV shows. It's, it's got to be found in your soul and in your own life, okay? All right, guys. So um, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Also, don't forget tonight the Black Wolf Boot Camp starts. So if you want to take a look at the Black Wolf Boot Camp or maybe get a Black Wolf calendar, whatever it is you'd like to take a look at, feel free to go to boycewatkins.com. Uh, the URL is right there on the screen. And also, uh, if you could, text the word BOYCE to 31996 so that we can be connected via text so I can um, connect with you guys in case they ever shadow ban me or whatever. We have a lot of subscribers on different platforms, but social media is always changing. We always got to be prepared. Again, preparation is the key to success. That's what I tell Taylor. So I, I try to practice this. So we're preparing for the fact that they're going to come at some point. They're going to shut things down and change things and all that. We go. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Can I get an amen on the chat? If you, So we stay ready. Let's stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good day. God bless you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. Take care now. Peace.